Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We've really enjoyed making a week of programmes talking about the grace of God and we've stayed with Paul's letter to the Ephesians because it's in this letter that is everything that we need to know. Yeah, there's so much about grace, isn't there? And we, we began to talk yesterday about particular grace, how you know God gives to us the particular grace we need for whatever particular things he needs to see us doing to obey him, to honor the leading of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And the um, the truth that we need to understand is that the grace to do those things is already there within us. It isn't that we've got to receive grace from heaven somewhere, but the grace is already being given to us there. It is in Christ Jesus who is in us and in whom we live. And uh, let, let's just take uh, another dimension of this from what Paul says about his own ministry in chapter 3 and verse 7 of uh, Ephesians. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Very interesting, you see. When does his power begin to work in you? When you receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus said you will receive power when the Holy Spirit is given you. So what what Paul is saying is from the power that God put in me when I became a believer as a result of his Damascus Road experience, God gave me his grace to become a servant of the gospel. So in other words, he received the grace for his particular ministry. Now we're all servants of the gospel in one way or another if we love the Lord. Um, but you see, that power and the grace that comes from that power is within you, within me, within every listener to enable us to serve the Lord so long as we have received the Holy Spirit, of course, so long as Christ is in us. And then he says, although I am less than the least of all God's people, good, humble man. I mean, you know, the greatest apostle, and yet that's how but he, he meant sees that, himself. didn't he? He meant that. He mm. meant that. Mm. He, he was truly humble. Mm. He wasn't saying, oh, look at the mighty way God uses me or anything like that. No. He didn't go strutting around platforms, you know, as if he was really something. He said, no, I'm the least of all God's people. Yet, despite that, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intent was now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, what on earth does that mean? Well, you see, what Paul is saying is this. I've been preaching the gospel about the incomparable riches of, of God's grace in Christ. Where are those riches? They're in you because Christ is in you. The mystery is this. The secret is this. Christ in you. Those incomparable, those unsearchable riches of Christ are in you. Therefore, they're in 
every member, every true member, every born-again, spirit-filled member of the body of Christ has those unsearchable riches of Christ within them. Therefore, through his church, God intends the power of God to be made manifest even to the principalities and powers, even to the rulers and authorities in heavenly realms. We are to be demonstrating the immeasurable riches of God and of Christ and of his power to the heavenlies, to every spiritual being, as well as here on earth. It's defiant talk, isn't it? Yeah, but you see, how can you do that if you don't have those riches? Paul isn't a clown. He's, he's not saying God expects this of us, but we don't have the wherewithal to do it. He's saying, no, God has given us those riches. Those riches are within us. That immeasurable power of God, all those riches that are in Christ, the fullness of his life, the fullness of his love is in you. The fullness of his power is in you. The fullness of his healing grace is in you. The fullness of his joy is in you. I mean, of course he wants us to rejoice in him always because we've got the fullness of joy. Oh, people have got a lot of sadness and long faces. Why? Because they're concentrating on themselves and not Christ in them. But when you have Christ in you, then you can rejoice always. You can rejoice in the Lord because you know he's in you and the joy of the Lord is in you and the joy of the Lord is your strength. And, of course, it's not only the joy, the peace is in you, and the life is in you. I mean, why have a joyless service on a Sunday when, if we're born again, spirit-filled people, the fullness of God's joy is in every believer? I mean, how dare we have a service without joy? Because God has only put that life within us to express that life through us. It's not only joy, of course, but it's every aspect of his, of his life that he wants. But we, I, I say the joy because we're to rejoice always. And the scripture doesn't say rejoice always except when you go to church. <laughs> and interesting here that Paul brings us all together and talks about us as the church. That's this right. is the role for the church. For everyone, therefore, every member of the church, every member of the body of Christ. Corporately. Yes. Yeah, that's right. We all have our part to play, so it, it is up to each one of us to, to, to realize this. And you see, it's, we, we, we talked earlier in the week about this prayer that Paul prayed, you see, but he prayed that prayer just after saying this. Mm. You see, he, he prayed that prayer so that what he's talking about will become a reality, so that we will be filled, he says, to the measure of all the fullness of God. This is grace, you see, this is grace. God's saying, look, my fullness is in you. I, I, you know, I don't know how everybody listening to me, I, I don't know how you all take in on this. I really don't. But you see, what, what you need to do is to get hold of this central truth. God has given you, not he needs to give you, God has given you the fullness of life. Now, as you believe that and as you believe these scriptures, so from that fullness you will be able to receive grace upon grace. You will be able to receive the grace of God, the enabling of God, the favor of God, the power of God, the life of God for whatever you need to do to serve him. 
Now, he'll never give grace for you to walk in the flesh. He'll never give you grace to do things in your own strength. But as soon as you come to this place of realizing, it's not I, but Christ. Now, you can see why when he's writing to the Galatians, Paul gives us his testimony. I, me, my self-life, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. But Christ lives in me. Not a blessing lives in me. Not just a gift of grace lives within me. But Christ is the gift of grace. Christ in me. The life I now live in my body, I live by faith in the Son of God. It's not I. It's Christ. And then when he's writing to the Colossians, he says, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. That doesn't mean he became poor financially. He was never poor financially. It means he accepted the poverty of our humanity so that through his poverty, we might be made or become rich. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor. So through his poverty, we might become rich. When are we going to become rich? When we go to heaven? No. As soon as we were born again, soon as Christ came to live in us by the power of his Spirit, we became rich. And from those riches, from the fullness of his life, there's grace upon grace upon grace upon grace, no matter what it is he calls us to do to serve him. And then Paul just finishes this little section of his letter, says we can approach God, therefore, with freedom and confidence. And what does the writer to Hebrews tell us? That when we approach his throne, it's the throne of grace. And he says, there you will find mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. Uh, does that mean that the mercy and grace is outside us? No, you see, what happens is as we draw near to that throne, somehow that which is within us gets released. We start confessing in the presence of God before his holiness. We start confessing our unholiness and what happens? Mercy gets released. We, we start acknowledging our need and our weakness and what happens? His grace gets released. And we realize I might have this great need in my life. I can't solve it. I don't have to try to solve it. But Christ in me will release the grace to overcome it. And so Paul says, God always leads us in his triumphant procession in Christ. Why? Well, if you've got the fullness of life, in Christ living in you. Failure, defeat, cannot be God's plan and purpose for you. And if you follow him and the leading of his spirit, of course, he's going to lead you in triumph. And you will become an overcomer. And the overcomers inherit the crown of life. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 